Hi, and welcome back to Dating Funnies. Once again, my uh, uniqueness of how to repel women, I guess, is what one of my listeners had to say to me, that I had a unique ability to repel women. Why? I do not know. I just think in general, I just, maybe my standards are too high. Maybe I just pay too close attention to see what the nuances are about people. Uh, I'm just not really sure. I'm not sure if I had this conversation with you folks uh, before or not, but uh, I'm always out trying to go to different venues, different events, in hopes to meet people with like mindsets, go out and do activities, in hopes that maybe you'll meet someone that likes to do activities with you. I mean, I personally like to downhill ski, I like to golf, I like to sail, I like to fly. I like wine tastings, I like going to movies and comedy clubs. So it's problematic for me you know, if I date someone that doesn't golf, doesn't ski, doesn't enjoy wines or allergic to wines, or doesn't like the same type of movies or the same type of comedy, I might as well just stay single and not date anyone. But I'm adaptable. I'm willing to bend and mold in hopes to meet someone. So with that said, this next story is with that, I went and joined a singles activities group several years ago, thinking they'd give me an opportunity to get out and be with people and enjoy the types of things that I like to do or want to explore to do. So in the singles activities group, I went whitewater rafting, I played paintball, dodgeball, softball, kickball, football, volleyball. I uh, went down the... Uh, Olympic bobsled up in Whistler and trying to go explore and do things. I went on a ski trip last year uh, in Europe to ski the Alps. Most of the people in the group are married. There's uh, several that are not married. And I, uh, I went to a wine tasting event and met this one lady, a nice lady close to my age, only she had a, a few teenagers still at home, which I thought was interesting and she lived outside of an area that I'd consider because of the traffic here in the Seattle area I mean we all want to meet date someone within five minutes of where we live but that's not very realistic but certainly I don't want to drive an hour or an hour and a half to get to someone for me by the time I get there I'll forget why I was going there <laughs> Uh, which is true. I mean, you get to listening to music, thinking about business, and, you know, looking at other people driving and giving them the ugly face because you're not happy about the traffic and what they're doing. Nonetheless, she lived outside of that geographic boundary. She had kids at home, and I don't have kids at home, and I don't want to raise someone else's kids, and I don't want to deal with the dynamics of an ex-husband or ex-husbands. Uh, I've been there, done that, and it's never worked out well for me. And I'm never trying to replace anybody's dad, but at the same time, I don't want to be in the middle of all that conflict between the ex and the kids and the exes and them fighting over all the stuff. So it's just not my, uh, what would I say, my liking to doing that. So I don't want to be around that. So I meet this lady, nice lady. We get to chatting at the wine event. And then we kind of go our own way in the event, get back together at the end of the night chatting some more. And I left that event thinking, wow, she's a really nice lady. Doesn't fit my criteria, but, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. She seemed interested, too. Laughed at all my silly jokes. 
you know, we had good conversations about a variety of different topics. So about a month later, I decided to go to another wine tasting event. Seems to be the thing that people 50 and older tend to do more than anybody else is go to networking events where they serve food and alcohol or wine tasting events. Whereas what I've found through the Singles Activities Group and the Married Activities Group that uh, people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, more than people 50 and older, they like to go do stuff. And I ended up whitewater rafting and doing all those other things with younger people. It's fun. It's nice to be around that energy and that synergy. But I'm not looking to date a 20-year-old, 30-year-old, maybe someone in their late 40s, but certainly in their 50s. Uh, so anyway, a month later, I'm at another wine tasting networking event, and she's there. And so we get to chatting, and everybody's dancing, and we're just kind of hanging back. And next thing I know, we're hanging out most of the evening. We decided to dance, so we started dancing, and we hung out some more. We must have spent a good three hours hanging out, drinking, and enjoying each other's company. And she happened to be there with a friend of hers. And so at the end of the night, I just kind of said, hey, it's good to see you, hang out with you. But I left thinking, holy cow, why didn't I get her phone number? You know, why didn't I feel comfortable enough to do so? I reasoned that it was because she was with her friend. Her friend was always hanging around. So I didn't bother to get her phone number. So I thought, oh, well, I'll just keep going to some more of these wine tasting events till I run into her again. And uh, sure enough, uh, about a month and a half later, I run into her again, another wine event. She seems genuinely excited about seeing me, and I'm excited about her. She's got a big smile on her face, and I got a smile on my face. We're waiting in line, we're chatting, we get our drinks, we kind of tuck our way back in the back of the room and sit there and hang out for a good hour. And I finally say to her, I finally get up the courage, I guess, to say, hey, you know, seems to me that you like to do this, and so do I, and you like to do that, so do I. I was thinking that maybe you and I could do some of those things together outside of this group. She looked at me, dismayed, and says to me, I have no intentions of ever dating you. And I was just dumbfounded by that response. I mean, if someone ever say something to you to where you're like, really, where did that come from? I would have thought that maybe she could at least say it differently so it didn't come across so harsh. Now, for those that run in my circle or know me in business and personal settings, I'm not afraid to go out and meet with people. I'm not afraid to go talk to people. So the next statement she said really took me sideways. When she sat there and apologized, she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I know it's difficult to meet people, but I have no intentions to date you. And then walked away. And like I said, I meet, greet, and talk to people all the time. I have no problems talking to people. I'll say hi to the checkout clerk at the store, the person bagging my groceries, the person at a gas station. I'll say good morning and hi to everybody in hopes people will do the same for me. Enough of this not acknowledging other people and not at least being kind and, and a kindred spirit to other people. But I tell you, at that moment that evening, it, it just took me backwards two steps, three steps to say, holy cow, really? I didn't say anything to her. I just... Let it be, thing of what, you know, the next thing out of my mouth would have been something more harsh 
than what she said, and it wasn't so much that I was rejected. I'm rejected every day, all the time, in my business, in my kids, when they say no to something I would like. We all get rejection. And yeah, we, when we're trying to meet someone to date, maybe the rejection is taken a little bit more personal, but we really shouldn't. And I did at that moment, and I didn't want to come back and be mean about it, but I just thought that she could have approached it a little differently and to say it as harsh as she did. And, you know, I have to ask every one of you folks, is it really that difficult to at least go on one date with someone to see if they're a different person in a different setting? And maybe you might say, well, you know, they're really, they're more than I thought. Maybe I should go out with them again. We all know people that have done that and end up with relationships that they normally wouldn't have had that they're glad that they do have, but they took that extra risk and that extra step. And I'm guilty of it, too. I don't know how many times maybe I look back and well, I should have done this and I should have said that, and I've just gotten into a habit. But uh, uh, it was just uh, amazing to me that uh, she approached uh, that, and at the end, she could have ended up with just a really good friend, and we didn't have to date. But now, I, I don't want anything to do with her because, in my opinion, she revealed who she really was. And I'm sure I revealed my way too in our conversations. And maybe she could have sat there and shared with me what was uh, what, what was it she found so offensive that uh, I successfully repelled another woman. So with that, that's my latest and greatest story. I think my next uh, story will be something that has happened to me more recently in more recent times. It's nothing too funny, uh, but it's just something I just find odd, although in today's world it's really not that odd. It's just perplexing why someone approach uh, wanting to meet someone and then not pay attention to them while you're talking. You know, I've talked about dating etiquette before uh, and different things, so I think in this case I'm going to talk about dating etiquette again on my next broadcast, and it's all about showing up, being there, and really being there and engaging in the person uh, as you would want them to be with you. So with that said, have a great week. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, suggestions, or stories you'd like me to share, you can certainly reach out to me on Instagram. It's Dating Funnies. We have podcasts on all the podcast channels. You can also email me at datingfunnies. That's F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. I check that email periodically and will respond to all emails and all comments left on my Instagram. Have a great week. Have fun dating. Enjoy.